poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, these are your hosts, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson, and his longtime protege, John Chai. John, how you doing, sir? Doing good. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Just uh, waiting with bated breath as to what the theme of today's show is. So the theme of today's show is going to be, uh, it's going to follow along with something like a concept that we've actually recently been spending quite a bit of time on um, in the Named Wolves coaching group. Um, for those of you who don't know what Named Wolves is, it's a subset of the CPG Wolves program of, um, I don't know, just in short, like the best, most high stakes playing Wolves, um, basically like the... Wolves with the most potential or, or the highest earners from 200 and L um, get into named wolves. Uh, most of them are shot taking 500 and L or, or, or even higher at this point. Um, and they basically get a, uh, I don't know what the right adjective would be like a more uh, theoretical approach to poker than, um, than the non-named wolves do. Um, and so one of the things that we've been looking at uh, in solvers the last couple of weeks is uh, bet three betting preflop. Um, so have a handful of hands where I both bet three bet from out of position and in position to basically like the last few episodes, just see what you see what you think about these bet three bets. Do you like them? For some reason, I shouldn't have done them. Um, yeah, you said pre preflop. It's kind of hard to bet three bet sorry. preflop. So bet three bet I uh, assume on, you the meant flop, post, on the flop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On the flop. Okay. So some bet three bets. This is uncharted territory, I think. For Tactical Tuesday. It's playing 500 uh, Yeah, so can't imagine how this one's going to go. Yeah, this one's a gimme. Poorly. This one's a gimme. We're, we're going to just start out with a, a warm-up. Yeah, so we have a man open on the button. John, three bets, 250 with ace, five of hearts, and the button calls. Flop is tray 410 with the 10 tray of hearts. So John has a gut shot with an up flush draw. He C-bets as one should C-bet in this scenario. Um, you choose a third. I think you could also choose half, but yeah, half has definitely been the size of what we've been looking at in the bet three bet sim. So yeah, um, and you get clicked, and yeah. So from here, you know, you want to deny villains equity. You can get called by worse. You have a ton of equity, so like bet three bet, just a slam dunk, no brainer here in this yeah. in this situation. You bet thirty three point six six. They raised to 67 so they clicked it um which yeah it's going to be one of the sizes that you're going to see in this spot um you stick it in for their last 400 they call and you miss and lose to 10-5 of why diamonds. does he have 10-5 of diamonds please, please just <laughs> what is this <laughs> yeah i don't think the sim covered this one yeah <laughs> i don't think we they had the 10-5 of diamonds in the sim in a three by five yeah probably yeah. not all right Let's go to the next one. So cutoff opens 2.5x, playing $500 effective. You're playing 500, no limit. 
Um, you three bet to 55 from the big blind with the nine, 10 of diamonds. Cut off calls. You flop an open ender on seven, eight, queen, one diamond. Uh, you bet, and now they raise. This looks like a three X ish raise. Um, so you have an open ender with a backdoor flush draw. Uh, this one I'm less sure about. Mm-hmm. I'm less sure about this jam. I don't think it's going to be catastrophic. However, um, unlike the last hand where you had the nut flush draw, like in this scenario, villain can certainly call with better unpaired hands than, than you, which is kind of a, a bad result. Although when they do have better unpaired hands, unless they have like the jack 10 of spades, you still have some like pair outs, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, I don't know how this could be like terribly wrong, but yeah, this is one of the ones, um, so we have six hands for Tactical Tuesday today. This was one of the six that I definitely felt like most unsure about mm-hmm. that three bit jam. Like they have Ace Five of Hearts, easy peasy slam dunk. Um, yeah. This one again for like all the reason that you said. Like, you know, if he is raising a queen, we're not in good shape. If he's raising like Ace Jack of Spades, we're still not in. We're still not like loving it. Um. So mm-hmm. there, yeah, like you said, like there just aren't very many great outcomes from us like jamming here, except for. Maybe sometimes him finding a fold with, I don't know, something crazy. Um, yeah, or I mean, not even something crazy, but some hand like an eight, right? That just is like trying to realize equity and raising uh, a position. Like I think an yeah, eight's yeah. going to fold to a bet jam or like some kind of underpair that sometimes you see pocket fours or something that's like you yeah. know raising, hoping to make it to showdown, like can get yeah. possibly called by worse, et cetera. I've seen um, pocket jacks raise position in this on this exact same board, like right, a queen, right. high, whatever, like, whatever board. Those, yeah. those would be the hands that, like, essentially, you need to target those to fold. Um, so, I don't know. You know, this is like a, it's a scenario where like they do have more equity-driven hands in their raising range that will call the jam. So I don't know how that affects um, the bet jam here. So like, and basically what I mean by that is, you know, they have flush draws, they have straight draws. Like if it's queen, seven, eight rainbow, like heart, diamond, Mm -hmm. spade, then I think the bet jam is like a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, It being two-tone though. Yeah. I'm on the fence, although it can't be terrible. So you go ahead stick the rest of it in. Get snapped. They call. They call with king, queen, and you lose. Okay. Tens. So everybody folds to the small blind. John three bets from big blind with tens. He's playing one K no limit. Small blind calls nine, four, four flop. Small blind checks. John bets half and gets check raised three X on nine, four, four to diamonds. Hmm. So I see the merits Mm. of bet jamming. Mm. I wonder what do you think villains check raise range is here? If you just had to guess, I think the easy way to build your check raise range here is like have some diamonds that check raise. And then like some trips, I guess some like four fives, some ACE fours, um, maybe even hand, like, I don't know how I feel about like a hand, like ACE nine, like your strongest nine X also being a check raise, but just on the surface, like that's how I would build my check raise range on the flop. Yeah, so the problem with that is like that seems like an exceptionally high equity bet they're placing mm-hmm. when they check raise if it's only flush draws and yeah. trips. 
And the more equity they have in their check raise, the less you sh- we should be bet jamming, right? So I don't know about that. Like you probably need them to have 9x in their check raise range um, so that you can jam and get called by 9x. And like king queen of clubs or something. I don't know. Yeah. And unlike the last situation too, like you're in position here. And you have less incentive to bet jam when you're in position because then you don't get to leverage your positional advantage yeah. on yeah, any yeah. future node. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would call this one and not not bet jam. Okay. Yeah, it's not like one of the big things that you that you brought up right now that that I want to ask about is like the difference between being in position and out of position. Um, <clears throat> like you know, you just touched on this, but like it's really nice that when you're out of position and you get to bet bet jam those spots that you. Like you said, you neutralize like the positional disadvantage just right there on the flop. You don't need to, you know, be guessing on turns and rivers. And so what you're saying right now is, you know, when the situation is flipped um, and we're, we are in position, we do want to make decisions on turns and rivers when we have when we have last action. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you for sure because the solvers are not telling their secrets um, willingly in human language, but... <laughs> There's a reason why the in-position player doesn't 4-bet nearly as often after they get 3-bet as the out-of-position player. And one of the major things that I suspect is happening is that there's a lot of value in realizing your positional advantage and not reopening the action and letting the villain 5-bet jam and totally neutralize your positional advantage. Like, there is inherent value in maintaining position positional advantage and then on the flip side of that like there's inherent value in uh essentially reducing the amount of nodes that you're at a positional disadvantage for the out of position player right and I, I think that those things just kind of go hand in hand um so i think that like yeah just the the bet jam is going to have a lot more utility out of position than in position in general gotcha gotcha all right i think there are two at least two in position ones in here so see if you feel if we feel the same way about both but this one we just continue as a call yeah and they fold which means i'm not exactly sure what it means but it means that they don't have a four and they don't have a diamond holy god i don't even know what to say villain folded jack 10 of diamonds which is i know what to say probably just a punt what do you say john it's probably not asian <laughs> uh, and for the podcast listener, John's Asian, so I don't I don't take any responsibility <laughs> for his his jokes. Um, <laughs> all right. After the break, we're gonna have three more hands: some in position, some out of position. Uh, this villain folding a flush draw. I think that's how that make big... you feel about jamming in position. Makes me feel good. <laughs> makes me feel pretty makes yeah. me feel pretty good about jamming in position, to be honest. Um all right, stick around after the break. We got three more hands that may or not be played by Asian people. <laughs> in a world where a fish dog bets the flop, and you don't know what to do. One man Coach Brad Wilson has a surefire plan. Neutralize flop leads and rip that dunk to shreds. 
Nuffle. Available now. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com slash Nuffle. Rated R. All right. Welcome back from the break. Spoiler alert. All three of these hands involve at least one Asian. And that Asian <laughs> is John. So more bet three betting on the way. Yeah. You'll also probably not see me check raise a flush draw and then fold ever at any point. So don't expect that. In your entire life? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you pause to think of outlier scenarios where you might. Has someone Um, ever like jammed a thousand bigs on me like on the flop and like I just had to fold? Maybe. Yeah, that just happened to me in the poker coaching peony. I called a three bet and flop was 10. It was like 10, 10, 4. I had jack 9 of spades. I checked and villain 4.5x ripped the flop. No. <laughs> devastating. Um, <laughs> devastating. All right. So, ace king off. You have, you're playing 1K and L. You three bet from the small blind and the cutoff calls. You flop the old top, top, king eight, five, king eight of clubs. You have ace of spades, king of hearts. You start out betting a third. And villain raises to 200. Yeah. I guess um, this feels sort of like a gimme, too. I don't know what you think. I think it, it just it probably is a gimme. I mean, I don't really see another alternative path um, than jamming. Like, if villain has a set, best of luck. Congratulations on your buy in. Um, villain has like open enders or flush draws, like jamming to so that they don't overrealize equity is good. Um, so like, yeah, just you're out of position, neutralizing your positional disadvantage by putting the money in. Good. Yep. Don't really Trying have to fold anything out to jack say. 10 of clubs. <laughs> That's a once in a lifetime. Uh, so you jam villain calls and they have bottom set. So congratulations on their buy-in. Um, yeah, not much to be done there. And number five, is it? You've really raised the bar for number yeah, and history number on Tactical Tuesday. Yeah. Last last couple of weeks, we've we're never going to get an episode without incident at this rate. <laughs> six, you got to you got to fade six hands in a row. Like, yeesh. Um. So button opens to twenty five, playing one K and L. U three bet to one ten with queen ten of diamonds. Villain calls. Queen nine seven with a queen nine of spades. You have queen ten of diamonds. You bet a third and villain raises. And again, I think this is probably a good spot to jam. Um, yeah. I just not as slam dunk as the ace king for some reason, though. Well, I mean, ace king is just a better hand, and like it's possible yeah. that villain can be raising like ace queen here. And we saw the guy raise king queen on a similar board a couple right, of times ago. They, they raise king queen. So like basically, you know, you lose to some of their their value raises essentially in this spot. Mm-hmm. So like bet jamming um does kind of go down in value. However, um you can get called by worse. You do have a fair amount of equity here. Like villain has just queen's queen nine seven, queen nine of spades. So like villain has a bunch of combo draws and gut shots and just whatever. So I'm I'm a fan of jamming. Yeah. I think this is also just I don't know. This hand really comes to mind for me when I when we talk about neutralizing positional disadvantage. The Ace King, obviously as well, but this one, um, I don't know. When when we first started talking about it at the beginning of the episode, this was like the first hand that came to mind where 
I think before we, you know, did all this named wolves uh, work in the last couple of weeks, I probably would have just called here. And mm-hmm. like now looking at it, it's, it just seems like so it seems like crazy just calling the race. Like, what was I hoping for? Like that I'm just going to make like great decisions on turns and rivers and know exactly when to check fold and check call and bluff catch. And like it just, I'm just like putting myself in, I was like regularly putting myself in such a complicated, tough decision point by calling here that, you know, kind of now looking back at it, it almost looks laughable. Well, sometimes we don't see the possible doors. And to, then when we do see them, we can't unsee them, right? They, they're very, very, very obvious once we understand that they're there. Yeah. And I was probably on the flip side too. Like I was probably the guy on the button who like raised sometimes got jammed on by queen 10 of diamonds and like just laughed at him. Like, huh, like what is this crazy guy doing? Like, Nice. So you jammed. They called. They have ace jack of spades. And you did it. You it Works held. out this time. Yeah. It works out. Congratulations. Final hand. You got the jacks. You open cutoff. Big blind calls. His big blind is a broken stack. Are they of the reg profile or of the fish variety? I do not remember. Everybody just uh, pull tight. Drive, we'll just, drive, we'll, we'll, driving we'll in their cars while John does his does his research. We'll, maybe we'll know from his flop size or something. But <laughs> I'm not sure yet. So the flop is nine ten four. Uh, nine four of spades. John has two jacks, no spades. Um, villain checks. John bets big here. Um, goes for the big C bet sizing, and villain check raises to a hundred. And I have to believe that, even though I don't know. I mean, it's it's still hard to know. This is two point five x, but it is like a very round one Benjamin raise. Yeah. So hard to say. I mean, doesn't matter. This is the <laughs> profile change your action here yes it always matters well those are two different questions the first does it matter yes it matters does it change my action not always but it's still it always matters to me let's assume this guy's a fish then what what would you do um i would call let's assume this guy's a wreck what what would you do i would call (laughs) 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 now that we've cleared that up yeah so it matters, but not in this scenario. Uh, you're also, call. I also think this is just like, so John bet 40, they raised, raised to 100, and then John jams for like 769. I think it's just too much. Too much. Yeah. Um, there's too, the SBR is too high to really go for this. Yeah. Um, I think that if you are going to go for it, you should probably just bet three bet to a smaller size um, mm-hmm. than the jam. But I would just but call in position. Just call it, yeah. Just play in position. Yeah, that seems like the real, like the lesson, at least for me, for today was just that, hey, when you're out of position, like one of the big goals is neutralizing positional disadvantage. When I'm in position, like don't don't help them neutralize the positional disadvantage by by ripping it in for them. Yeah, it's just like you're in a dominant position, and like they're you want yeah. you want them to squirm, you want right. them to to feel that pressure of staying in that dominant position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you jam. take a look at what he folded. Yeah, they folded uh, queen nine off. So I'm just going to go out a limb and say that villain is probably of the fishy variety. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it. Right. Six yeah, hands. Six hands. We mowed through them in like 20 minutes. So, yeah. What are we going to do when we go back to two hands? Is there going to be like three three minute 
YouTube short episodes <laughs> in the future. <No>. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. If yeah. uh, it's going to be banned, you know, we, we don't want to invest a lot of resources okay. in the, 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 tic, the platform that's going to get banned. Um, so I guess la- last word is, um, yeah, if you're interested in applying to the CPG Wolves program, hit up cpgwolves.com. It's ran by both John and I. It's, you know, where I spend the vast majority of my waking energy in helping everyone level up, analyzing data, um, building strats, teaching, communicating, just looking into the future and all of those things. It's just where all my energy goes. So cpgwolves.com. With that said, here we'll end this episode of Tactical Tuesday. Thank you for listening. That's it. And see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community. Book a coaching session or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.